Hey there, Nick Dwyer back with you for the 10th inning. I know I'm a little late with this video as we are now on to September 4th, four days into September, the final month of the baseball season. And I try to give you my biggest stories going into each month of the baseball season. This month, I just haven't quite been on top of it yet, but I'm now here on September 4th giving you my four biggest stories going into the final month of the baseball season. Yes, I only have four stories because some of these stories go on for a while. I'm sure you can guess the first two stories. But before we keep going, if you like this and more content, don't forget to subscribe and share the 10th inning to your friends and family. All right, without further ado, let's get going. My number one story, you we have three divisions still in the MLB that are yet to be decided. Yes, the AL East, the AL West, and the NL West, they're not technically decided yet. Well, the NL West may be by now, but they're not technically decided yet. But who are we really kidding? They're decided. The Yankees have 91 wins. The Astros have 90 wins. The Dodgers have 91 wins. No one's going to stop them. So those those divisions are decided right now. But the AL Central, the NL Central, and the NL East are not quite decided yet. So, in the AL Central, the Twins hold a six and a half game lead over the Cleveland Indians. Now, the Twins have a tough next eleven games: two against Boston, who is on the down on the downhill right now after losing Chris Sale to an elbow injury for the rest of the season. He's not coming back. Red Sox chances are most likely done for the postseason. That'll make the ninth time since two thousand that the defending World Series champion has not made the postseason the following year, and I'm fairly confident that that will happen with this year's Red Sox team. But either way, they have two games against the Red Sox, six against the Indians, and three against the Nationals. Now, I like the Twins' chances in the AL Central for one reason and one reason alone, injuries. They are not nearly as injury-ridden as the Indians are. The Indians... Jose Ramirez is out. I mean, what more can you say? Jose Ramirez, yeah, he might not be their best hitter. He He's pretty close, though, if he's not their best hitter. You have Francisco Lindor. You have Carlos Santana. You have Corey Kluber, who is coming back off an injury. But Jose Ramirez not being there, and he might not be there until either the last week or the first week of the postseason, implying that you're going to make the postseason first. No, I don't like the Indians' chances in the division. The Twins already have a six-and-a-half game lead. If they win three games against the Indians over the course of this month, the Central is decided. The Twins are going to win this division, even though some of the Indians players, such as Mike Clevenger, Mike Clevenger, since the All-Star break, has talked his way into the Cy Young candidacy. Now, is he one of the top three? Possibly. I don't know. I don't think he is. But he's talked his way right into the conversation, whether it be top three, whether it be top five. So the Indians, yeah, they've been getting some great play, but one of their best hitters is out. Corey Kluber's just coming back. We don't know how he's going to be. The Twins are not written by the injury bug. Their pitching has been better, but they're hitting. They're hitting. They're just right to hit it. They already broke the record for most home runs in the season. So... In all technicality, they're one of the best power teams that we've ever seen in the league. So I don't think anyone in the Central is going to, ch is going to catch the Twins. 
The Twins are going to win the NL AL Central. Going to the NL East. The Braves are up six and a half games on the Nationals. The Nationals have one of the toughest schedules in the entire major leagues going over this last month. Only five of their next 25 games are against teams that are not trying to make the playoffs at, right at this moment. Five of their next 25. Like, you've got to be on a roll to do this. And the Nationals have been one of the, if not the hottest teams in the MLB over the past 10 games, 12 games. Anthony Rendon has talked his way into the NL MVP race right now. So if if they can keep up this pace, yeah, of course they can do it. But how, do you really think they're going to keep up this pace over the next month? Because I don't think so. So it'll be very tough for them if they want to win the division. Now the Braves. The Braves have tough in-division games against the Phillies, against the Nationals to end this season. But it's not nearly as ferocious as the National schedule is. The National schedule is literally a gauntlet. The Braves schedule is an in-division gauntlet, but the National schedule is an all-around gauntlet. I like the, I like the Braves' chances of doing better. For the Nationals, though, you have Scherzer back. He might not be the exact same guy he was. And by that, I mean the NL Cy Young. He might not be that guy right coming back. Yeah, he'll get there eventually. If they make the postseason, he'll get there. Anthony Rendon's been on fire, but I don't think it's enough for him. I don't see the Nationals winning the NL East. I see the Braves finishing it off for the season. They're going to win the National League East going into October. Now, in the NL Central, the tightest division race out of any of the divisions. The Cardinals are up three games on the Cubs right now and seven games on the Brewers. Yes, there are three teams fighting for that division spot right now. The Cardinals, they have a bit of a tough schedule. They have they play either the Cubs or the Brewers 13 times until the end of the season. So all of these teams have an in-division in challenge going ahead of them. But I like the Cardinals' chances the best right now. The Cubs right now have injuries to Wilson Contreras and Javier Baez two of their most important players on the team. Yeah, can they do it without them? Of course they can. Do I see them doing it without them? No, not really. But of course they can do it without them. Yeah, they've been up and down all season, but they know this is the time they need to play, and they're not going to hold anything back. They're going to give it all they got over this next month to make the postseason. Now the Brewers. The Brewers have the most favorable schedule out of any of the teams in the NL Central looking for that division spot, but they are right now bitten by the injury bug, big time, more than the Cubs, more than the Cardinals. If the Brewers want to win the division, Christian Yelich has to show why he was an MVP last season, why he could be MVP this season. That's the only way the Brewers are going to do anything. Now, I think the Brewers are eventually going to be out of the division race. I think it will be between the Cubs and the Cardinals. And Lucky for us, the Cubs and the Cardinals play the last weekend of the season. I think this division will be going to the last weekend of the season with the Cubs versus the Cardinals. It'll be decided there. I like the Cardinals' chances, though. I'm giving the Cardinals the win in the National League Central. Now, you have the division winners right there. Now we go to the wild card. Wild card is my number two story. The wild card races right now 
are crazy. In the AL, you have a race between four teams right now. The Rays, the Athletics, the Indians, and the Red Sox. Again, the Red Sox are kind of falling off right now, so they easily could be out of it by two days from now. Next week, two weeks, we don't know. But the Rays right now, they hold the first spot of the wild card. I think they should hold on to it. They have Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnow coming back for him. Back to full health. Their next 10 games are against teams with a sub-500 record. If they can dominate those 10 teams, and what I mean by that is if they can win eight, even seven of those games, they should have a wild card spot locked up already. And that's exactly what they should do. They should dominate those teams. They should show why they're playoff contenders who should be in the playoffs. Now, the other wild card spot gets to gets a little crazy. The Indians right now, as I said, in the AL Central, they're fighting through injuries right now. Jose Ramirez out for the rest of the season, it looks like, of the regular season at least. Corey Fluber is coming back, but will it be the same guy? We don't know. Can the Indians do it? Of course they can. They've had experience there before. They have the team to do it. But I don't see them doing it. They're they're right now on a skid, and the Athletics have one of the easiest schedules in all of baseball the rest of the season. The Athletics only play four te- four games, four games the rest of the season in twenty five games against teams with a plus five hundred record over the course of the season. That means they're not playing good teams. Yes, the other teams should obviously play spoilers, which. As an Orioles fan this season, yeah, I know. I would love to see the Orioles play spoilers. So I love seeing people play spoilers. But I think the Athletics are too good of a team for them to get spoiled that badly. I see the Athletics making it. And then the Red Sox just going with them again. They're slowly getting out of it. Chris Sale out for the rest of the season. Yeah, the hitters are still doing well. But their pitching staff, mainly their bullpen, just not getting the job done. Right now, they're six and a half games out of the wild card. I think the Red Sox are out. So let's kind of just put the AL to three teams. The Indians, the Athletics, and the Rays. I think the Rays and the Athletics will get it from the American League this season. But the next month for the AL, crazy ride all around. And the same thing goes for the National League. National League is fighting for the wild card between six teams. The Nationals and the Cubs right now hold the first two spots. Nationals have a three and a half game lead over the Cubs, and the Cubs hold on to that last wild card spot. Now, let's start with the Mets. The Mets are five games back. They have a terrible bullpen. They need to get hot. And yeah, the reason I say they have a terrible bullpen, on paper, they obviously don't have a terrible bullpen. But it's pretty obvious they have a terrible bullpen. They were up and they lost 11 10 yesterday to the Nationals, who made it clear to me yesterday. They don't have a great bullpen either. In the last inning, they gave up, what, I think 11 combined runs and to an 11-10 and 10 game that maybe it was only nine. Five for one team, four for the other. Maybe it was five for one team, six for the other. I don't know. But either way, they were both really bad yesterday. And that just proves to me that both of these teams are not going to make the playoffs. I don't think the Mets will make the playoffs, but if they do, they need to play extremely well these next eight games. The next eight games are teams fighting for playoffs. They need to go 6-2 and two at least if they want a chance to make the playoffs. Then we go to the Brewers. The Brewers are three and a half games out right now. And same thing I said in the NL Central. 
Christian Yelich needs to do what Christian Yelich does. Prove why he was the MVP. Prove why he can be the MVP this season again. He needs to carry that load on his back if the Brewers want to make the postseason. I just don't see it happening, though. Then we go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia will, in my opinion, be the biggest disappointment this season if they don't make the playoffs. After all the offseason acquisitions they made, get in JT Romuto, get in Gene Segura, get in Bryce Harper, it should have been no question they were making the playoffs. But that doesn't seem like it's going to happen right now. And it, it'll just be a huge disappointment to everyone. They have six games against teams out of the playoff race going forward. So they have a tough schedule, but their pitching has been a huge problem. They need to get hot soon if they want a chance. They're only two and a half games out, so they don't need to get scorching hot, but they need to get hot. Then we go to the two, we go to the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Arizona Diamondbacks are three and a half games out right now, and seven games against potential playoff teams going forward for the rest of their season. They are the hottest team in baseball right now, and they have an easy schedule. Not as easy as the Oakland Athletics, but they have an easy schedule going forward. I can really see the Athletics coming up, making the playoffs over any one of these teams right now. Then we move to the Cubs, who currently hold that sixth, that second wild card spot. Again, the Cubs are dealing with injuries right now with Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras. But one thing I didn't say with them in the National League Central thing, which could pull them forward, is the play of Jose Quintana and Nicholas Castellanos right now. Castellanos is hitting the, the crap out of that ball. He could win Player of the Month. Jose Quintana, 6-0 since the All-Star break. They're both playing lights out, which will help lead the Cubs to the postseason. I think the Cubs will have the first postseason spot, and the Diamondbacks will have the second postseason spot, wildcard spot, over the Nationals. Again, the Nationals have the toughest schedule over this last month. It could take them out. They need to, they need to maintain that hot streak they're on, and that means Rendon has to maintain the MVP-level play. Man, if Rendon played like this the whole season, of course he's the MVP, but he hasn't. He really, yeah, he's been playing really well all season, but he really just turned it all on last month. So he needs to keep playing like that if the Nationals really want a shot in the wild card. I just don't see it happening. I see the Diamondbacks getting that second spot, possibly even the first spot, and the Cubs grabbing the second spot. Now, the third thing and the fourth thing are all awards, but they're they're not every award. For the third, I have the AL Cy Young Award. I think it's a better race right now than the National League Cy Young because, and I say this just because Matt Scherzer is still in the race for the National League Cy Young. What, did he miss like a month or something and he's still in the race? You don't have a definitive winner yet? No, sorry. I don't like that race right now, but... The AL Cy Young. The AL Cy Young is between two teammates right now and then and then someone for the race who's just been pitching great this season. You have Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Charlie Morton. Justin Verlander this season, 2.56 ERA, 7.3 strikeout-to-walk ratio, a .77 watch-to-hits per inning, and a 17-5 record. Garrett Cole, 2.81 ERA, 6.2 strikeouts to walk ratio, 0.95 watch to his per inning, 
and a 15 and five record. Either way, I'm sure that neither of these players really care who wins the award because they're the number one team right now in the, in the American League West. They could end up being the number one team in the whole American League. I'm pretty sure these teams really don't care. These players really don't care who's going to win the Cy Young between them two. They're both making the postseason. That's their end goal. Their end goal is making the postseason, winning the World Series. If they don't win a World Series, I don't think they could care less about who won the Cy Young Award. But either way, a race between two teammates, that makes for one hell of a story. I'm telling you. Then we have Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton, 14-6 and six on the year, 3.06 ERA, 4.8 strikeout-to-walk ratio, with a 1.1 watch-to-hits per inning. Yeah, Charlie Morton right now is the third horse right now. Third person in it. I don't see him winning it. Will he get some votes? Of course he'll get some votes. But I don't see him legitimately winning the race right now. I think it's between Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Either one of these guys would be great. A great choice to for that for this award. But Justin Verlander should win the award. Mainly because of his watch to hits per inning. A .77 watch to hits per inning. That will be the lowest number since Pedro Martinez in, I'm pretty sure, 2000 with a .74 watch to hits per inning. Now, if he can even get his watch to hits per inning lower than that number set by Martinez, there's no question Justin Verlander should and will be the Cy Young Award winner in that case. But right now, I love seeing the race. I love seeing the race between two teammates of who will be that Cy Young Award winner. So we have that. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about the National League Cy Young Award. I'll just say it's between Hunjin Roo of the Nationals, Mike Soroka of the of the Braves, and Matt Scherzer of the Nationals. Roo, 17-5 for the Dodgers. Bra- Soroka, 15-5 for the Braves. And Scherzer, 14-6 for the Nationals. With my pick, I'm going with Mike Soroka. He, if he wins this, he he has to win Rookie of the Year too. But the National League race is good, just not as appealing to me as the American League Cy Young race. But then we flip, we flip the channels here. My fourth thing, the National League MVP race. It is so much better right now than the American League MVP race. The American MVP is Mike Trout. If you think differently, okay, good for you, but Mike Trout's the MVP. I'm not a huge Mike Trout guy, but Mike Trout is the American League MVP. He's the best player in the American League right now. That's not a question. So, the National League. It's been a race between two players all year. Yeah, other people have been named in throughout the months, and this month is no different. We have another name in that final spot for the MVP. We have Christian Yelch and Cody Bellinger, who have been there all season, but now we have Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon has been having... A great month, again, possibly winning him player of the month that put him into this race. Rendon this season is batting 338 with a 417 on base percentage, slugging 637, and an on base plus slugging of 1.054 with 32 home runs, 112 RBIs, and 105 runs in 123 games. Now, for reference, Cody Bellinger played 136 games and Christian Yelich has played 124 games so far. So, Yelich is one game above Rendon and Bellinger is 13 games above Rendon. Now, when we look at it, if again, if this award was based off one month, Cody Bellinger would have won after the first month 
Anthony Rendon would have won after last month, but that's why it's not. It's a yearly award. And Christian Yelich has had the best year so far out of any hitter. After the historic first month that Cody Bellinger had, he's only batting. Again, this isn't bad that he's only batting that, but he had an historic first month of the season that anything that he does after that just doesn't compare to it. So right now, Bellinger's batting 309 with a 413 on base percentage, slugging 654, OPS of 1.067 with 44 home runs, one ahead of Yelich, 103 RBIs, nine behind Rendon, and 107 runs, two above Rendon. But again, with 136 games played, that's 13 more than Anthony Rendon has played this season so far. Then we get to Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich is batting 326 on the year, on base of 422, slugging 672 with an OPS of 1.093. 43 home runs, one behind Bellinger, 93 RBIs, 10 behind Bellinger, 19 behind Rendon, and 96 runs, 9 behind Rendon, and 11 behind Bellinger in 124 games. Yeah, okay, the... The RBIs and runs might not be there for Yelich as they are for Bellinger and Rendon, but those aren't things you can just blame Christian Yelich for. What you can what you can say is Christian Yelich and not Christian Yelich's fault is his average, is his on-base percentage, is his slugging, is his OPS, which other than the average which Rendon has, his are higher than Bellinger and Rendon in the other ones. It's a tight race right now. If I had to give it right now to someone, I'm going Christian Yelich, but this will be a great race. I hope it's between three players in the end. So I don't just want to see Christian Yelich versus Cody Bellinger like it's been all season. I hope it's between these three at the end, but right now I'm giving it to Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger in second, Anthony Rendon in third, but I hope it's between these three at year's end. So I hope you enjoyed this video. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the 10th inning. For Nico's Wire, until next time, see ya.